Hello, my name is J.J. Holly. I'm the President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce, and I am pleased to welcome Judge Mark Keogh, the County Judge from Montgomery County, to our podcast. Thank you. Thank we you. do this every week, and sometimes lately we've been doing a little bit more often, and we've been doing, uh, uh, been doing Facebook Lives as well, because there's so much information that is out there, and it changes by the minute. For sure. And uh, so we wanted to have you on the show and welcome you, and thanks for being here, and we can talk about all things sure. coronavirus that's going on with Montgomery County. Yeah. JJ, thanks for having me. I appreciate it so much because, I mean, I'm telling you, the information, the flow of information is unbelievable, and it is, um, it is so fluid. Things are changing so quickly. Um, but I appreciate you having me on here. Um, obviously, there are some things that uh, have been reported in the paper about that, as I'm the face of the county, it reflects on the county, obviously. Yes. And uh, so in the scheme of things, I'm, we'll, we'll share some of those things. But I did want to give you a quick update on just pure health cases Thank you. here in the county. You know, right now, we've had 23 confirmed cases. Of those, 22 of those are, are still active. One is, uh, is recovered. I, I think the, the, the misnomer for many people, and it's going away as we continue to get information, but I think the issue of the age brackets and those who are most susceptible. To be sure, this age bracket of 60, 65 and above, just by virtue of people's age, they're susceptible to more diseases. Mm -hmm. um, they have less uh, ability to, their bodies will not um, resist these kinds of viruses as easy. And um, so, but, but we have kind of, we started out that those were our only concerns. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you, in, of recent, we have found that not to be the case, especially here in Montgomery County, um, where we have currently, there was 23 confirmed, one recovered, 22 active cases. Do you know that 13 of these um, are for age 40 and below, some down in the age 13 bracket? Mm -hmm. See, so mm -hmm. they are coming up as cases that actually have it. And this is not just limited to those um, who are in this upper bracket. Now, another issue is that in the in a very high bracket, we had one person age 90. That's so, right. But I will tell you that the um, one of the things I'm asking, too, is what is the mortality rate? And so far, we see that there is a trend to recover. Mm -hmm. um, as people are diagnosed, depending upon what the particular organization or how bad the particular organization believes they have what they have, um, most of these people are being sent home, and they're recovering mm -hmm. at home. So their symptoms are mild enough to where that. they don't have to that's be right. hospitalized. That's right. Okay. So you know that's in terms of just an update on the actual cases. Mm -hmm. That's that's what's going on. So, okay. um, so far it seems like we have moved in the right direction. I've mm -hmm. I've really tried to take a a and I think demonstrated a measured approach. Mm -hmm. Not without lots of information, talking to lots of people. Our health yes. district has been a huge help to us. Mm -hmm. um, epidemiologists, our doctors, our medical community. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. anyway, that's, that's pretty much what's happened in the update. Great. Do we know how many, uh, do you have statistics on how many people have been tested? Is that a statistic that we're able to track in Montgomery well, County? Well, you know, we're, we're, there's up over 100 and I think, what, 100 and Two to 110, okay. something like that. And that number is going to keep rising yeah, as tests as we are more get available. Tests, as exactly. we get tests. Now, that's going to have an impact. The more, the, as we see, 
um, as we do the testing, we're finding, okay, these people have it. Well, okay, mm -hmm. then what's the result of them having it? What's mm -hmm. the mortality rate? Mm -hmm. And across the nation so far, as they increase the test, the mortality rate drops. Mm -hmm. So we, um, ideally, we'd like to see us get to a place where we get a surge, where this is the kind of a max of where we're going to be, mm -hmm. avoid any glut on our hospital system through the process that we are now taking, mm -hmm. and uh, hopefully come out on the other end of this with minimal loss of life. And um, even though it's, you know, although we would not compare it to the flu, mm -hmm. um, we're not saying that it's the same kind of a virus. But, mm -hmm. but there are people walking around right now with the flu that go to the house and you know, they don't even know it. And there have been people that have mm -hmm. had the coronavirus and don't even know it, and mm -hmm. they get through it. Mm -hmm. um, so, th you know, these are all, all unknowns that we have. That's and right. we're doing the very best we can with the information we have to manage the situation. I, I mean, that's what's tough whenever you look at, uh, you look at some news channels and they're showing up in the right-hand corner constantly about number of cases, number of deaths, and worldwide versus the U.S. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's important to understand <clears throat> that the numerator and denominator are going to change exponentially. That's right. Uh, as we as this process matures. That's right. You know, our the the testing um, issue is that's a tough issue because we just don't have the tests. Mm -hmm. We have tests coming in. You know, the governor yesterday uh, mandated that anybody who gives a test must report that information to the state of Texas mm -hmm. because there is a there is a difference between what's being reported at John Hopkins and what's being reported at our health services department That's right. and what we're seeing mm -hmm. on who is reporting to us as in our health services mm -hmm. in our division mm -hmm. here in a district um, in Montgomery County so there is some discrepancy in data but I think the consistency in all of it is that the more tests, the more we're going to find, mm -hmm. and then the more we find at the at the rate at how it affects people, our mortality rate is going to drop. Exactly right. Meanwhile, we are dealing with all of the issues associated with shutting down the community, mm -hmm. which involves business, which I know is very much important to you and yes, to sir. our community here, mm -hmm. especially as the CEO of our local business community. Yes, sir. So. But before we move on to uh, the orders that have been yeah. issued by yeah. you and the surrounding counties yeah. and on all the fun discussions around that, yeah. what are you seeing from through the hospital district? What are you seeing with our local hospitals and how are they handling the, uh, the surge of patients and people uh, obviously are coming in and wanting to get tested and sometimes it's available, sometimes it's yeah. not. Well, Mobile a, testing centers, yeah. that type of deal. There's, there's a few things associated with that. The, um, we attempted to put together a mobile testing center and mm -hmm. uh, that we were going to have it at a certain place that the hospitals were going to participate in. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is that we didn't have the adequate amount of tests in order to do it. Harris County, with all their testing, is going to be able to test 250 people a day. I mean, with 4.5, 4.4 million people yeah. in all of Harris County. Mm -hmm. um, so we find ourselves in a difficult situation and we just mm -hmm. don't have it. I will tell you though, um, some of the hospitals do have testing devices, but all of them, mm -hmm. all of them 
are going to give you a pretest of of temperature. That's are right. you having a if you're showing difficulty symptoms. breathing, a dry cough? Mm -hmm. And if you look like you're doing okay and you're not I mean, you're not dragging in, they're going mm -hmm. to send you home and quarantine you. And it's further complicated by the fact mm -hmm. this is uh, allergy season. Welcome to spring in, in Texas and the Gulf look, Coast and we're in the pollen. Middle, that's right. We're in the middle of flu season. I don't know about you, but yeah. I mean during the pollen season. It's tough. It is very tough. It's tough on everybody. Right. So we're dealing yeah. with all that as well. You know, thank God that he has sent a little rain upon us here to die that part down. That's right. Um, so, but, but from that perspective, we attempted to move in that direction, mm -hmm. um, but we just felt like it wasn't practical because we just mm -hmm. didn't have a test. Now, are tests okay. coming? Yes. Many? No. Mm -hmm. um, we are... Um, our, what is that the, process like? How do tests get delivered and disseminated and who do well, they come from? Well, we are, well, they start with the federal okay. government and then the federal government decides a certain percentage and then they go to our, um, you are, our, our Homeland Security Emergency Management mm -hmm. group with, from the state mm -hmm. and from there, as I have been on the phone with them, they distribute it according, I'm not sure what they distribute it according to, but we got a few. Yes. And then we've had to purchase some. There's a number of different ways to get it. We've been scouring the countryside for this stuff. We've got mm -hmm. lots of masks coming, um, some gowns. But the difficulty, the number one difficulty is the test. But we mm -hmm. still have them. Then the question is, is if, is if we do this right, and whether we do it by telemedicine or we do it by people actually coming in mm -hmm. and us checking them to see if they, we should give them a test. Just because mm -hmm. you come in and ask for a test doesn't mean you're going to get a test. That's right. That's real important to know because there's just a shortage of them. And they're mm -hmm. only going to give them to people who really do demonstrate. And mm -hmm. then you're going to go for 48 to 72 hours before you're here and you're going to be in quarantine. That's right. So, you know, you have all those elements to it. But uh, there's lots it's, of work it's, going it's on here. It's not simple. Well, it, but it's, it's not rocket science either. <laughs> True. And, and it's a, I, I think it's... Um, you know, we have a good relationship with the state. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the fact of the matter is, is our, sisters to, our sister county to the south has got a lot of people, a lot more than yes. we do. And if we figure conservatively at 600,000 at our next mm -hmm. um, census mm -hmm. here, you know, that's quite a bit less than what they have. So obviously they're going to get the lion's share of the equipment. Mm -hmm. but, uh, Which makes the only, sense. Well, the only thing I would ask of the state is that what they get, they would distribute immediately. Yes. The only way we're going to show the federal government that, that Mm -hmm. There's a need here is we can't be sitting on it, and mm -hmm. I think that they have dialed that up and they're pushing it out quickly. Logistics are important. They are. Right. So uh, can you also <clears throat> let us know, and, and this, uh, in today's world, it's kind of like dog years, right? I mean, a, a week, a day feels like a week, a week feels like a month. But can you take us through the series of orders that you've issued sure, through sure. your office sure. and, and where we stand now yes. and how that compares to shelter in place? And Yeah, I sure can. And and. You know, if, if I was on our Facebook, I came out with mm -hmm. the, and I didn't mention any counties. Yes. And really, that's not the issue. But they mm -hmm. are sisters. They are right around us. They are bordering. Uh, not all, mm -hmm. but some. But, you know, we first came out with an emergency order. And the order had to do with the keeping of 250 people or below. Mm -hmm. um, we then came out with the shut the restaurants orders along mm -hmm. with bars, mm -hmm. but allowing for the takeout. We follow, if you want to know exactly, we followed CDC. Yes. Um, and then we dropped the 50 to 10. Mm -hmm. Now, in that final uh, order that we did on the 18th, by the way, mm -hmm. which is the, the, the pretty much the all-inclusive order, 
We gave the opportunity for the community. We urged essential businesses, mm -hmm. churches, synagogues, places of worship, um, all the essential manufacturing or whatever things that we need mm -hmm. to um, things that we need to do to curb this amount of activity that is increasing. Mm -hmm. um, we we asked them to if people essential people stay mm -hmm. non essential mm -hmm. people go to the house. We mm -hmm. practiced that in the county. I mean, man, right. we did that immediately. It was huge. Mm -hmm. And um, as I looked at all the departments and my chief of staff, Jason Millsaps, and mm -hmm. our team, we looked at those and, and gave the order to our um, departments, of which there's 12, 13 departments, beside the elected official departments. That's right. And so with all of that, just said, you know, send your non-essential people home, mm -hmm. have them ready to come to work if they needed to. Mm -hmm. And uh, they kept around them a group of people that could keep the county open. Mm -hmm. The elected officials have done the same thing. We're asking pretty much the same in the community to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but again, we have closed the restaurants, but mm -hmm. we have left the drive throughs open. We have left mm -hmm. the... the um, the curbside service. That's right. Um, and eliminate. Last night was the uh, the takeout challenge. So uh, yeah, hope everybody went out. Isn't that interesting? How creative entrepreneurs become under That's right. pressure. That's right. And um, free enterprise happens to work sometimes. It does. It's mm -hmm. and, and it's huge. You know, I drove through uh, um, the area and it, I was so pleased up on I-45 to, to see some restaurants that looked like they had gotten together mm -hmm. and they have roadside service on the outside That's right. with a sign and there's cars going through and they are doing business. Yes. If you go through a McDonald's or a Burger King or a Whataburger mm -hmm. or whatever, you're going to see there's going to be a line. Lunchtime is packed and yeah. so people are just rolling through. Um, so we certainly allowed for that. And but we urged certain businesses. Look, if you're going to be in business, then we eventually came down to the ten-person rule. Mm -hmm. I have wedding coming up here. You know, in my other life, I do weddings That's and all right. that sort yeah. of thing. And uh, so they had a 250-person wedding scheduled, and uh, it's now down to ten. Wow. And I am number 10, and my wife can't even come. Oh, no. So we're going to get in and out, and things are yeah, good. Uh, in, invitee lists for weddings are stressful enough without sure. Uh, no, for, for, having for, to these limit the, it. This is the kind of disruption this is causing. That's right. It sounds minor, mm -hmm. but when you think about um, exponentially all of the issues associated with all of our people, mm -hmm. I tell you, your heart breaks for these people. You, the, really the fact does. that we talked about the rodeo, that was hard. Yeah. As I as I talked to, as we discussed it in our commissioners' court. Mm -hmm. um, and as I talked to individuals about what happened with our local rodeo, it just breaks my heart for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. They worked so hard. Yeah. This for is months. this is uncharted territory here. We've never had an issue like this before. No. So everybody has, I, I think, in Montgomery County, has done a great job of going along with it, painful as it is. But we have tried to minimize the amount of orders so that we don't have to turn into a police state. Now the other side of that is. JJ, is that if we have an order, because we have not come out with a, with a shelter-in-place order, we expect people to do those orders. Yes. And there is a, we have a process for a level of enforcement. But I will tell you, as we have received um, calls from people, and we have gone and checked those out, I got to tell you, almost 100% have been in compliance but there was some question about how it was seen from somebody who was reporting it. And another issue is, is the object here is not for us to go out and arrest people. 
The object here, and I have given instruction, we have our sheriff and our district attorney and our county attorney's office, these guys are triple sharp. They're mm. on their business. I'm telling you, they are high quality. And their attitude is, you tell us what you want and we'll go do it. And we have asked them, look, please just don't go out and get into fights and arguments and all the rest with these people. Get them, bring them into compliance. That's our first approach. Hey, you got too many people here. If you just have them stand outside over here. But they go in, and as they go in, they've got body cameras on. they got the whole deal. And, uh, but they, we haven't had a lot of that, but we've had some. And for the most part, they've been in compliance. And if they weren't, they got into compliance. I was so proud of the county. I, mm -hmm. I, I shared this with uh, one of the local newspapers, um, what we see so far. However, you drive past sometimes the Home Depot or you drive past some of these places, it is incumbent upon those stores, those big box stores, which are part of the exemption. Uh, it's, it's essential for them to, um, to comply and to walk outside. I know of one store, it's a, a firearms, um, where, you know, obviously people are buying ammunition and firearms and whatnot. But you know what they're doing? They're only allowing 10 people in the store at once. They're making them stand outside. You got people wearing, so it, wearing it, it's gloves. it's manageable. It, of course. Oh. Sure it is. But it's just the will of the people in charge. And, uh, and if we just continue to communicate good things will happen. Now, what happened yesterday, you asked about these, these um, orders that have come out from various counties. 17 counties in Texas as of last night. Could have changed today, I don't know. 17 counties have issued shelter-in-place orders. Um, I'm, my team right now is back at my office doing a comparison of the orders, but I've already done a little of the comparison myself. And I have to tell you, they've taken some type of format from the CDC or whoever on what is in this issue of which concerns you is what are exempt and non-exempt businesses. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, Travis County alone, if you look at their orders, got five pages of exemptions. Five pages. And wow. I'm sitting there, I'm going, hey, wait a second, where is the order to stay home? It's like anybody who doesn't have a job stays home, everybody else can go where they need to go. And I'm talking across the board. Okay. Okay. So this is what I was talking about yesterday when I cut my video, which has had 20 plus thousand views. I mean, it's amazing. But as I had talked to our friends to the south of us the previous day, they were on, we were on the same page. The next day they came out, they came out with this order. And as we listened to them, it was hours later they came out actually with the printed order. When it was sent to me last night by my chief of staff as I was talking to a local business, it was really pretty amazing. And I'm not downplaying their order. I think they communicated, we want people to stay home. Everybody thought everything was shut down when they came out with the order. Mm -hmm. JJ, it's amazing. It's like, why are you doing this order? Everything's open. Yeah. If you go look at these, anybody here can go look at this, the, the uh, shelter in place orders, just by going to their county websites and they'll be right in your face right mm -hmm. there. And so then we look at our order mm -hmm. compared to those. Mm -hmm. And as I said, my there's really not much difference between our order and their order. Now, I don't go into the detail. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that. But the people in our community are doing the very same thing they're asking the others to do. The problem with, a, with a, an order that they call it a stay-at-home order, but it's a shelter-in-place order, yeah. is how are you going to enforce mm -hmm. a shelter-in-place order? In other words... 
The only time you can go out is if you want to get food, if you want to get medicine, or some type of emergency or school or whatever. Which something is what, like what that. we're doing right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's exactly right. And with the freedom to regulate yourself, mm -hmm. we'll get complaints from people and they'll say, man, I saw, I was over there standing over there at a particular restaurant or whatever and, and, and to go, man, there were unbelievable amount of people. Well, what they should be asking them, so what am I doing here? Which is what we may ask them. Thank you for this, but if that's that many people, what are you doing there? For, Thank for you businesses for that are that are concerned, if we if we do go to some sort of shelter in place or stay at home order, yeah, and uh, is there is there an opportunity for a business if they are not on the essentials list to ask for a waiver? Uh, we, we've had businesses that such as uh, uh, chiropractor offices yeah. or. Uh, cleaning services, which cleaning services are a great thing to have right now. Those are those are related your... to infrastructure in these okay. orders. The other is related to the medical. They're exempt. I can tell you that right now on That's those orders. And as they contact me and have contacted me, I just ask a few questions. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was originally asked about car dealerships. So let me ask you a question: Is it important for the community to be able to service mm -hmm. their vehicles during this time? Absolutely. Is mm -hmm. it essential for them to be able to buy parts? Not just them, whether they work on their own car mm -hmm. or not, but gas stations, um, you've got tire stores, you have all kinds of ancillary businesses that need automotive parts mm -hmm. from the front of a car to the back of a car to the engine to the braking, the tires, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that important? Well, mm -hmm. to those questions, yes. Well, they say, but we don't really need to have sales open. Really? Let me ask you a question. If a first responder totals his car, or if he gets in a wreck, number one, where is he going to take it? Mm -hmm. To a dealership, to a body shop. What is he going to do for transportation? Mm -hmm. We are a car people. A car is as important as a telephone. Yeah, uh, one person to one car people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and we'd like to keep it that way, too. Yeah, that's right. However, there are forces to go the opposite. But I will tell you, say a first responder, a fireman, a, a, a doctor, whoever, mm -hmm. somebody that is... Any in, medical person. Any though. medical person. Don't they buy cars? Don't they get in wrecks? Mm -hmm. We're talking thousands and thousands, thousands of people here. Mm -hmm. And so automobile dealerships are an essential part. Although on the surface, at first glance, well, I don't need to keep my showroom open. Yes, you do. People will buy new cars. They'll buy pre-owned cars. And by the way, with mm -hmm. the incentives the way they are during this time right now, oh, my goodness. You can get this a pretty way, good deal, I You think. can get a great deal uh, <laughs> on a vehicle. And uh, so from that perspective... And I've had people. I've had people call me from Harris County that I know from previous years mm -hmm. in the car business that have asked me about this. These are the kind of essential businesses that we think just are all shutting down. Mm -hmm. Well, when you issue an order without a document and without instruction where to go to look at the document, mm -hmm. people go, "Well, you say you just got to stay home," and mm -hmm. they do stay home when they could be out doing mm -hmm. whatever they need to do. Mm -hmm. Another one asked about golf courses. Yes, fair question. Mm -hmm. We have the closed, Woodlands has a couple of golf well, courses here. Well, we've closed here, so the restaurants, and, mm -hmm. and we have closed the bars. Yes. But that doesn't mean they can't do takeout, and mm -hmm. it's an outdoor activity. Mm -hmm. In the Woodlands Township, they closed their parks but they, as it related to their equipment, but they didn't close the parks. That's People right. can still go. There's they still 200-plus miles of trails that exactly. can be used. And so with that in mind, say a guy goes and, we, goes and plays golf. I was asked this by some people yesterday. I said, well, you know, how many people do you typically have in a golf cart? 
two. Mm -hmm. How many people might play in a particular game? Mm -hmm. Four. Our number is ten. The mm -hmm. governor's number is ten. Mm -hmm. And um, is it do you, uh, is it something that you could stay home? Sure, you have the freedom to stay home. But even in all of these other orders, you have the freedom to, to go to outdoor things that are not um, comprised of big groups of people well, or even small groups. It's something that we've, we've seen businesses do because businesses care about their, their, their operations, but sure. also care about their customers as well. Right. Is they've taken uh, extraordinary steps. Uh, in, in fact, before we had the, the dining rooms closed, uh, I was at a place uh, uh, at a restaurant, and literally every time somebody came in the door, the hostess came and wiped down the door. Yeah, I mean the the cleanliness uh, is is just unmatched in our in our history. That people businesses are really taking that extra effort in golf courses, and they clean out the golf carts. They make sure that sure. they uh, if you're getting instruction from an instructor, they they don't touch your clubs. They don't you know they don't touch you and. Uh, there's all these limitations that can be put in place. You can still go about your business, sure, sure, but you can still take care of your your customer. Well, we have taken the position of 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 self regulation, mm -hmm. along with I'm with some pretty strict um, requirements. Mm -hmm. Can that be tweaked a little bit? Yes, um, we're working on that as it relates to a few a specific sector, mm -hmm. but we'll see what comes up with that. And I have to tell you, JJ, I don't have a crystal ball. I, I can't tell you what the future holds, given um, our health district, their position, the epidemiologists that we're working mm -hmm. with. And um, just in the scheme of things, the governor could come out with an order, everything changes. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't have a crystal ball, and I don't want to dig my feet in here on this, except that my leaning, my my the, my influence, my background, um, is that we are we're still a republic. Like time I checked, the people have elected me to represent them, mm -hmm. and I'm very concerned, extremely concerned about their safety, about life. But you know, my constituents are the people of the county. They're the students of the county. Mm -hmm. They're the schools mm -hmm. of the county. These are all my constituents. You know who else is the businesses of the county. Mm -hmm. And that's important. And there, there is a, I believe if we self-regulate, there is a way that we can walk together through this. But just like what you said, if you have a business, as I recommended to some dealerships, mm -hmm. then in the lounge, go in there and move your chairs six to seven feet away from each other. Mm -hmm. Put up a nice sign that says, because we are concerned about you, please distance, please practice social distancing. Uh, the state recommendation is six feet away from right. each other. We don't have to do a handshake deal. That's right. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. You can do an elbow-to-elbow -elbow deal. That's right. We've even been doing foot-to-foot. -foot. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. with, our, with our shoes on. <laughs> but I have to tell you, um, in, in the dealerships and other places of business, it is interesting how many people have contacted me. Mm -hmm. Then tell me what they're. I want you to know what I'm doing. That's right. You know, and it's it's really been good. But again, the, I know there are those who are out there. We can't please everybody, and so anybody who's watching this right now, I would just ask if you know about it, please let us know. We're not going to go and arrest anybody. We're not going to go shut anybody down. But we will work very hard to getting them into compliance, with the understanding that we have the power of the law behind mm -hmm. us in these orders. And these orders are serious orders that are meant to protect life and to, and to stop the advance of this disease. 
And we can, um, we can fine, we can incarcerate, we, are, we can take away liquor licenses. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the power of all these things and we mm -hmm. have, our attorneys, uh, they're so good made sure that we have within our code and within our policy structure these things already laid out with all the legal aspects that we can do this. Mm -hmm. So I, our mayors in all of our towns, I've not talked to all of them, but I've talked to a number of them and we have worked great together to get this done. The township, a lot of conversation with the township. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, this is, I think these are the kind of things that are taking place. Shelter in place at this point, if that's not the plan. I don't have a crystal ball. So we'll see, but at this point, we don't need it. The real mm -hmm. issue is is convincing people that, that that we already have it, but we just not come out with it and announce it. You know, and so take personal responsibility. That's to right. Not, uh, we've seen uh, some of the side benefits of this. You mentioned a little bit earlier about telemedicine. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, there are yes. uh, there are, there are people who are getting uh, a chance to be at home a little bit more, uh, has some has some quality time with their family, and, and take a break from our very Busy, busy lives. For sure. Uh, and uh, some people are understanding the, uh, the value of teachers and, and learning That's that, right. uh, hey, you know, it's, it's tough to be a, our a teacher. Our independent kid. school districts, speaking yeah. of teachers, yeah. and the guys associated with our various seven, you know, we got a crowd of school districts mm -hmm. here. And I have to tell you, our largest one, obviously, is Conroe Independent School District. Mm -hmm. Curtis Null has been constantly communicating yeah. with me um, about what's going on and, um, you know, their goal is to just do what's best for the kids. I mm -hmm. mean, think about this, JJ. You got Conrad Penn School District alone, 56 to 60,000 kids. That's right. You know, with parents mm -hmm. that have been working. Now you got kids that are on their own mm -hmm. during the day. What do we do? What mm -hmm. are the kids doing? Mm -hmm. You know, these are, this is a tremendous. Um, and you can't have organized activities that's to bring. That's right. 10, so, 20, so, 50 kids together. But so. you do the best that you can with what yeah. you have. Yeah. And our people seem to be doing it. Mm -hmm. So on the note of uh, people having to stay at home, uh, a lot of our businesses are obviously, they're, they're going through some tough times, right. they're laying off people. What are some things that you're seeing uh, from both the county perspective and state, and uh, of sure. course we saw the stimulus plan, there was an agreement, yes. there's supposed to be a vote by the Senate, and then the House is yes. going to vote on it today, but what are some things that are benefits that could help people uh, that, that have a business, small business, medium size, whatever size, but also if you've been laid off, what are some things that could help? Help me get a message out. Okay. Uh, my chief of staff, Jason Millsap, verified this with Kevin Brady's office yesterday. Because one of the issues that has come up is that unless we have a stay at home mm -hmm. or a shelter in place order, mm -hmm. it does, they will not be able to apply for federal benefits. Mm -hmm. Well, we found out yesterday that is not true. That is good news to hear because I've heard the same thing. That's so right. That, that is not true. We found out that they can apply. It is available okay. to apply if they have to close themselves without us. You know, here we are. Mm -hmm. We have somebody who voluntarily closes their business. But we give Doing somebody right who waits till they get shut down yeah. and we support them, but we won't support the others. Yeah. And I thought it was excellent. So the people that are concerned about unemployment, mm -hmm. the same kind of a deal. And mm -hmm. so as we have it shut down the Small Business Administration, they're moving the, the timetable on tax requirements, mm -hmm. you know, which are good things as people find themselves in the bind, especially yeah. as we see this thing move forward, mm -hmm. when is it going to peak, when is it going to flatten out, mm -hmm. and we can bring back some semblance of order. 
I'm glad to see that they finally come to something in the House and the Senate, as painful as that was to watch. Um, and, you know, I didn't spend much time watching them, but what I did watch was, I mean, it was... Let me, in the House of Representatives in Texas, you can have confidence in your House. We have issues over there. I served two sure. session there. Mm-hmm. There is, when you have a bill, you cannot throw extra pork on that bill. It must be germane. That's right. I so wish our U.S. Congress would do that. So that the, what is on there is germane. So that mm-hmm. you're not throwing on a... Writers' amendments. A writers' amendments yeah. or something where if you vote yeah. for Planned Parenthood, yeah. um, you're voting against the veterans. That's right. You know, something like that. That's right. Um, so we can't we keep putting each other at odds. That's right. This so. is this is beyond political parties. That's right. I, and I'll tell you, here in the county, we are working. We are working together. It's That's a nonpartisan issue. Good to and hear. I have been in contact with these other counties, and we are all making efforts to keep in communication Good. as well. So. Well, Judge, thank you for being here. Normally we would shake hands, but we're going to practice good social distancing. Listen, I appreciate it. Come back anytime. If you you need an update, I'll be glad to help you any way I can. Thank you. But uh, I appreciate the invite. And and anything we can push out, the Chamber, uh, follow us on social media. The Chamber has a Facebook page. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. Awesome. We also, uh, uh, our marketing director, uh, Lauren Jorg, has done a phenomenal job of putting together a website on our our, uh, our, uh, Chamber of Commerce a web page, yeah. and there's a lot of information out there, and as more becomes <clears throat> available, we'll put it out, and as we Super. get more information from you, we'll put that out. So, Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. We appreciate that. All righty. And thank you for tuning in to our Facebook Live session of Between the Trees, and we'll see you at our next, next episode. Thank you.